0: And we are live once again with the Crossroads Music Podcast. And Eric, I can't tell if you're frozen. There oh, there go. you are.
1: Yeah, I thought I froze there, but yeah. it was all good.
0: That was actually a really good one. The mic did pick up the drink this week, nice, very well. Uh, all right, Eric, what's your drink of choice for this week? So my drink
1: of choice, and look at look at that terrible pour. <laughs> look at that awful. <laughs> Um, my drink of choice is called uh, excitation by category 12 brewing out of victoria it's a cocoa nib espresso stout so the person at the beer store recommended this it said beer worth leaving your career for (laughs) (laughs) i don't i feel like that's not true (laughs) Going around in circles Along the same well-worn path Break away from the mundane And elevate yourself to the next level of flavor With our rich bold stout Enhanced with cold pressed organic espresso And raw cocoa nibs This beer may just incite bonding In ways only previously imagined Beer worth leaving your career for So we'll see If I drink this And I want to become a bum (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, but that's the, that's the label. Oh, that is actually a nice,
0: yeah, very nice.
1: They left their jobs and they're dancing. (laughs) And this is what the beer looks like. So we do need a, a,
0: yeah, we need a taste test here.
1: It's good. It's good, but probably not worth, keep your careers, everybody. (laughs) Keep your day job.
0: (laughs) I figured, I figured it's false advertising. (laughs) uh anyways we're here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast live broadcasting talking about some music today uh eric we usually start this off with what we've been listening to uh this past week anything of note on your end
1: you know other than the album that we're reviewing today no i've been kind of just listening to what's on the radio and because there hasn't been really anything new. But I have made a good dent in my Dave Grohl autobiography. Oh, nice. Um, so he's just joined Nirvana. Oh, you're still and very and And he literally just played... Have you read it?
0: No, 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 no. no. But that's like very early in his career. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But, but uh, he just talked about how they just played Saturday Night Live um, oh, with okay. Smells Like Teen Spirit. And it just kind of just like went crazy. <laughs> nice, nice. But nice. I'm enjoying it so far. Like, it was interesting listening to his whole, uh, you know, touring with Scream, essentially, mm-hmm. and yeah. like being able to jam with Iggy Pop for the first time. That was kind of cool. Like, he idolized Iggy Pop, and then they're like, hey, Iggy Pop's playing. I think it was down, it was in Toronto. Uh, I can't remember the venue. The Garrison. It was at the Garrison.
0: Oh, that's a nice venue.
1: And, and I guess, um, iggy pop they're they're putting a bunch of posters up and then they were doing their sound when he was playing with scream and they're like he's like why why are all these iggy pop posters oh he's your guys are playing his like launch party (laughs) and they're like what (laughs) they're like yeah like so he's gonna play with his band and then i guess they went back to the van and he decided to stay with the van to watch it so nobody breaks into the van And uh, somebody came out of the venue, being like, "Hey, uh, who's who's the drummer?" And he picks up, puts up his hand, and he's like, "Do you want to jam with Iggy Pop?" <laughs> and then Iggy Pop is there, and they're so he's never played the there, so, like with them, obviously. And so he's learning a couple of the songs, and then he's like, "All right, perfect. We start at eight o'clock. <laughs> See you then." <laughs> and and Dave
0: Grohl's like, "Holy, <sighs> that's a lot of pressure. I mean, just being called up to play, like." Any yeah. of your idol shows? That's just a lot of pressure to to take on. <laughs> well, oh,
1: exactly. He thought he was like just jamming with him, and then he's like, "All right, perfect. You're gonna play with us. We're on at date. Then hiring. just leave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um. Yeah, I've been. Uh, other than the album that we are going to be talking about today, um, I've been heavily, and this is only the past few days, but there is a. Uh, there's a metal band from India. They're called uh, Bloody Wood. Uh, they're from New oh. Delhi, India. And uh, they released their debut album on Friday. Uh, so February 18th for anyone listening in the future. Uh, the album itself is called Raksha. Uh Rakshak, actually. Rakshak. Um, most of the actual album is in... Um, I actually don't know which, which dialect of uh, language that they're speaking, but it's some Indian language. So most of it is not in English. Uh, but there is like rap verses in there that are English. So uh, just to backtrack a little, this band has been marketed as, uh, what is it? Indian folk new metal. That's what they's, they're sort of um, marketing this as. Uh, and maybe one day we'll, we should have a whole discussion about like folk metal itself because I feel like these days if your band is not singing in English they'll just they'll just call you folk metal because hmm. it's uh, I guess it's not acceptable to call them uh, ethnic metal <laughs> so they instead of using the, the word ethnic they use folk metal which folk metal already exists on its own it already has like a particular definition. Um, but they sort of like use that term to describe anyone that doesn't sing in English, which is a bit problematic in my opinion. Um, but um, they are very clearly a new metal band. Uh, basically it's Rage Against the Machine, Limp Biscuit, Corn. like it's combining uh, rap and, and metal together. Uh, but there's definitely elements of like technical death metal in there. Uh, if anything, that's the best part of it. Eric, do you, do you ever listen to a band or even like a band where you're just like, I wish this particular element of this this music wasn't there and I could enjoy it much more? Yes. Okay. Because this is that mm. band for me. It's so <laughs> it's so like the first band that like I can sort of compare it to is Blink One Eighty Two. Whenever I hear Tom DeLonge like singing, I'm just like, I wish this was not in this band. I just wish Mark Hoppus <laughs> would sing all the songs. Cause it's mm. like it's just so grating. That's that's what I have with this band. The the like the death metal like growls, like the screaming part, it's just like on point. Uh, the guitars, bass, drums, they're just so heavy. Like it just sounds so good. But whenever mm. the rap verses come up, it's just so it's terrible. <laughs> and it's not that. It's not that I think that rap and metal combined doesn't work. It obviously does work in certain circumstances, but I think it's a combination of the rappers. Uh, it's He doesn't grasp the English language all that well, so a lot of the rap verses are very simplistic. Like, mm-hmm. Like the rhymes are very simplistic. Sometimes they don't make sense. And like, I don't know. I just, it doesn't fit with, with hmm. the music itself. There was like one section where I was like, oh, this works. But that's one out of like, however many songs are on this album, like 11 or something. So hmm. every time the, the rap verses come up, I just wish it didn't exist, but everything else around it is just so good. Um, and they also combine um, like traditional Indian instruments. So there's like uh, an Indian flute, Indian drums within the music itself. So it makes it oh, all really, nice. like, Yeah, it makes it really unique and it sounds great. Um and I even their name Bloodywood, I'm pretty sure that's like a play on, play on words for um uh Bollywood. I'm sure it's like that's mm. what they're referencing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But there's like there's melodic <laughs> passages in there and there's time signatures that are very much like of Indian Indian like descent. Um so it's like it's a really good combination. I really like how this record sounds and all all the new elements they're bringing into the genre. I just really wish like that that rapping was not there. Mm-hmm. It just like brings it down so much, but the that's, record is very good. It is really good.
1: That's a shame cuz I know I know what you mean. You hear you hear some good like a good band and then there's just certain stuff that you're like, "I don't If that person just did not exist, <laughs> Or that, you know, it, it would be so much better. But
0: yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, Bloody Wood, they released their debut album on Friday. It's actually a really good listen. If you're super into, uh, I guess, more progressive side of the metal. So if, you, if you're super into metal and you just want to hear something that's a little bit less traditional, uh, it combines a little bit more uh, different mm. new elements, then I definitely recommend checking this out. I just, for me, the, the rap verses were just, I to me, I wish like a guy like Mike Shinoda of Lip, Linkin Park was doing the rap verses. If he was doing the rap verses, I think it would work a lot better. Just like the okay. delivery and the change of like the vocabulary used, I think it would really work. But in this case, it just doesn't work. <laughs> um but yeah that's what i've been listening to this uh this past week uh that's actually been on like constant rotation for me right on um all right uh there are a few uh music topics uh news topics to to discuss this week uh but we do have today in music history so let's go with um go with that in
1: muzak history Musak
0: history that list would be muzak. very short if we were focusing on muzak uh but today is february <laughs> 21st oh also happy family day to you uh eric yes and uh happy presence day to any americans who are uh listening to us right now
1: oh there you, is it is it family day out in ontario there still yeah um, yeah
0: family day here also did they
1: did they combine them this year no uh it, Cause, 'Cause I remember one year it was like half the country had it on it? one day. And then the week after it was or the week later it was the other day. But the
0: the actual holiday is provincial, so like the naming of it will be different province to province, but I don't know I don't know if it's like different days of the month. I feel like it's always the third Monday of February. That's yeah. usually when it is. Um I don't know. But it it's provincially run, so yeah, uh, but the Americans have Presidents Day because it is George Washington's birthday today.
1: Oh, George Washington. G- yeah, George W. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very different, presidents. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, today in music history, February twenty-first, the great Nina Simona, nineteen thirty-three, is born in Tyrone, North Carolina. Uh, uh, there you go. And then nineteen forty-three. Record executive David Geffen, founder of Geffen Records and DreamWorks, is born in Brooklyn, New York. When I saw that on the list, David Geffen being born, I was like, "Oh yeah, record executives. Those were a thing <laughs> back in the day."
1: Yep. Yes, like, they were. <laughs> like
0: record executives were like like huge influencers, and now it's just like like mm-hmm. what's a record executive? <laughs>
1: exactly they're far and few between
0: yeah uh 1952 here's a weird one a 17 year old jerry lee lewis marries his first wife dorothy barton
1: Mm. i feel like people still got married young at that age like back in the 50s yeah yeah
0: jerry lee lewis took it too far though yes he (laughs) um 1977, every member of KISS has some blood drawn. The blood will be mixed with ink used to print the first KISS comic book. The process of uh, bloodletting to print is notarized for authenticity.
1: So if you get that comic book, like obviously like... So this is just one comic they made and then they probably uh, mass printed the rest?
0: Uh, I think... I think all the com like the first pressing of this comic would have had their blood in the ink. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So you can take a DNA test yeah. from them and you would come back with four different, <laughs> the test would come back probably un like, you know, just too mixed to the point where it's like, I don't know what the hell this is, but it's something.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: But but I know I have an authentic KISS comic. (laughs) Uh,
0: 1987, Sly Stone is jailed for possession of cocaine in Los Angeles, uh, an arrest which sends the singer into retirement, which is like, it's so crazy that people would just be like thrown in jail for like possession of cocaine or marijuana and then, In Sly Stone's case, it went to the extreme where he stopped being a musician. Uh, Even after he was released from jail, like he didn't do anything. He just basically went into like hiding after that, which is a shame (laughs) because Sly Stone, like one of the most important musicians that ever existed.
1: Yeah, that whole band is insane. Yeah. So, but that's crazy. Yeah. Just Uh, gave up yeah um and then two last
0: things um on this day february 21st 2012 um in an anti-kremlin protest three members of the band pussy riot perform an impromptu obscenity filled song at the cathedral of christ the savior of the russian orthodox church in moscow they are promptly ejected and later arrested for hooliganism making headlines around the world uh, that was a big one, because man, being a punk rock band in Russia, oh, that's got that takes some balls. Like that's mm-hmm. oh.
1: that's like to the point where it's like because the whole purpose of punk rock is to go against authority. Yeah, right. And like going against authority somewhere like in Russia, I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah, you just disappear. <laughs> you go against authority, you disappear. Yeah. and it's,
0: oh, it's just. Uh,
1: Oh, that band that we that we saw last night, amazing! Who are they? Oh, like I don't know, where did they go? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> done, yeah. gone.
0: Yeah. Anyways, Pussy Riot, they're they're a really good punk rock bands. So if you ever want to check them out, they've got stuff online. Um, and then finally, 2012, Adele flips off producers at the Brit Awards uh, when she's ushered off stage before she can finish her acceptance speech for her Album of the Year win. <laughs> Eric, do you actually remember? I I don't know if you actually watched the Brit Awards back in the day, but I remember watching this live, <laughs> and I was like, "This is."
1: And then, what? like, know. was she just? Did she keep yapping?
0: Yeah, she kept yapping um and then the you know the like get off stage music started playing yeah and then she's like fuck you fuck you and just flipped off the camera and then stormed off
1: (laughs) see i i I just get so bothered when that happens because it's like everybody knows like getting an award it's like not the first time especially if you're in that world Mm. that you've seen that people get awards it's like you have like 20 seconds or whatever the time is. And then so, like, make your speech, like, just, you know, just clear and, and short short and sweet, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand why it was, like, because like, you see even movie actors, too. They're just flipping out because it's like rush me off the stage it's like yeah. w- what do you expect right like yeah like I, you can't we can't just have this award show airing <laughs> on tv until you decide to stop talking
0: <laughs> yeah i for me whenever they go on like way too if it's more than 30 seconds of them thanking people i'm just like who are these people get off the stage mm-hmm. i want the next <laughs> performance like ah, uh, mm-hmm. the acceptance speech is not is not. It doesn't mean anything. No one ever like, like no one ever talks about it unless like, it's like Alex. Unless you're flipping and, off. Oh unless yeah. You're unless flipping you're flipping off yeah. the camera people. Yeah. <laughs> if you're flipping off, like, the whole world, basically, that Adele did, or if you're Alex Lifeson at the Rock and Roll Hall of f- Fame and give a gibberish speech uh, for acceptance <laughs> for, like, two minutes straight. No one's ever going to talk about it. and No one really cares. So, like.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: I remember watching this and, like, this is, get off the stage. You're an idiot.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. 30 seconds. All right. Next. Who's yeah. winning the next award?
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, that was today in uh, music history. Let's uh, talk about some uh, music news. Um, Eric, remember when we did a live uh, eating of the Tim Biebs? Uh, oh, live yes. On stream. Well, mm-hmm. we contributed to this, but Justin Bieber's Tim Beebs have reportedly increased sales of Tim Hortons over 10%. Nice.
1: That be- oh, wait. Obviously because of us. <laughs> It was because of us, the world yeah. saw us eat those Timbits and they're yeah. like, I need to get a piece of this.
0: Yeah. I actually had so. Tim Beeps today. <laughs> I just got mm. a box today. I really dislike that sour cream one. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. It's just not good. It just has this weird aftertaste.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But. But the birthday, yeah. the birthday one was really good. I really like that. Yeah,
1: birthday cake one is good. The chocolate one's not that bad, but I just it's feel just like chocolate. it's just a chocolate glazed.
0: Yeah. It's exactly right? the same. Yeah um but yeah apparently tim hortons was in a decline like this time uh like last year they were at like minus 20 percent uh but this time they're up 10 percent due to the it's nice. due Beams. to our show well you're
1: welcome <laughs> justin bieber and tim hortons <laughs> maybe we'll have a crossroads music donut or something oh my god that'll, Imagine that'll come it? out and it'll be ha- it'll be a flavor half the donut will be one flavor and then oh the other god. half of the donut will be another why one.
0: haven't they done that they definitely could do like a half and half type of timbit
1: yeah Should be. They totally could.
0: Because they have half and half donuts, right? They have like Mm -hmm. half of half of it like sprinkles and the other half chocolate or whatever it is. They should do a half and half. Oh my god, Tim Hortons, call us. Crossroad
1: Music, yeah, Crossroads Music Donut, let's go. (laughs) They
0: have to call (laughs) us. This is this will make millions. (laughs) Oh totally, totally. Um, In other news, NBC, its TV network, are currently in the works of making an American version of Eurovision. It will be called the American Song Contest. That's a terrible name, but... Whatever. Uh, it will see, <laughs> Such a lame name. <laughs> it will see all 50 U.S. states, five territories, and Washington, D.C. compete for the title of Best Original Song. The contest is set to start March 21st this year and will be hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson.
1: That's an interesting pair.
0: Snoop Dogg and but both are very entertaining right Snoop Dogg when he was doing his coverage of the Olympics I think it was uh, not this time but the the previous one he was like so funny on it and Kelly Clarkson has a talk show so Mm -hmm. she'll be fine in this also she she grew up in the uh, uh, what is this reality TV contest talent show yeah
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. that says you need a better name for your show.
0: The American Song Contest.
1: That just sounds like your local like <laughs> town, like come down to the town hall and play us a song. <laughs> like that's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, um, Eric, have you ever watched any Eurovision at all, or know of Eurovision?
1: No, I've heard of it but never watched it.
0: Yeah, so basically Eurovision is, um, so every country in Europe basically sponsors a band with an original song and they all duke it out um, on live TV. So they all perform their song on live TV and then people at home vote for like Team England, Team Spain, Team France. So they vote for specific countries, but every country has a representative every year interesting
1: so is it like they just keep playing that song over and over again or is it just like one-time thing and then they vote
0: so they'll play it like when they first start the competition they all play their original song and basically to keep like audiences entertained they'll like learn cover songs and do other songs during the competition but the vote Mm. is for the original song
1: for the original song okay and also that'd be funny (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Like, do you come... like this song versus this band? And then it's like, yeah, I like that song. And then that same band moves on to the next round, plays the same song against a different band. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's sort of like that. It's uh, it's sort of like a bracket style. So you'll have like a group A compete against each other and then someone comes out of that and then a group B, someone comes out of that. So it's not every week nice. that the same band comes up. Um, but
1: They should have it where they like the final four just go on stage, and then they just play the. They all play the song, their song, at the same time, and whoever's <laughs> louder wins.
0: <laughs> I feel like that'd be terrible TV.
1: It's
0: <laughs> so bad. Uh.
1: Um.
0: But yeah, uh, every single state, five territories, Wash, and Washington D.C. will be, uh, will have a representative. So, um, be interesting, I think, because uh, you'll definitely get a lot of country from the south. So, mm-hmm. you'll probably get some like cringe hip hop song somewhere. They have to have probably
1: somewhere. some like bluegrass from like Oregon <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> um,
0: in other news, uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, their upcoming film studio 666, a uh, Dave Grohl yes. has confirmed that they have recorded an entire metal album for the film. So the film itself centers around them going into uh, basically a haunted house to record an album. Uh, While well, that album that they're recording in the film, uh, they actually recorded the entire album, which is in the genre of metal. So, uh,
1: I which think I am looking. For
0: I think they released a few uh, singles at this point, so uh, there are a few things out there. I did hear one song; I forget the name of it, but it's very thrash metal. Like it's very clearly like early Metallica sounding uh, type of metal. So it's pretty funny, I think.
1: (laughs) Nice. I think the movie's going to be awesome. It's going to be, it's not going to be like a good movie, but it's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be like
0: one of those like Zoolander, Dodgeball, Anchorman type of movies, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like obviously not super intellectual or like a super like well done movie, but it's just going to be like entertaining. (laughs) Um, and finally, a last bit of news. I mean, Kanye's in the news all the time, but uh, today we're actually going to be talking about his music. Uh, Kanye will be releasing his next album, Donda 2, on his own proprietary music device, Stem Player. Uh, so we did talk about this uh, particular device uh, on a few episodes ago, uh, but essentially it's a device that you can mix the own your own music on it. So you basically load in... Uh, your song, and then there's like touch controls on the device, and you can like increase bass or decrease treble or take out the drums. Like you, can, it's got faders on mm. it and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, the his next album will not be on Spotify or Apple Music or any of that stuff. It's specifically going to be released on Stem Player. So, interesting. Um, if you do want to listen to Kanye's Donda Two, uh, you're going to have to buy a Stem Player. <laughs> i don't know about this like i think people are going to buy it and i feel like kanye will make like money off of it but in the long run i can't see this being like the way the industry goes as a whole because i think even neil young tried to do this like a long time ago he had his own music player at some point um I forget what it's called, but he was basically unhappy with the, the MP3 player and how it like was low fidelity music. Uh, so he
1: gave you a cup with a string on it <laughs> and on the other end of the cup was a radio player.
0: Just imagine, that'd be so funny. Um, but Neil Young came out with his own music player, which was basically like a lossless audio player. Um, which I think actually did sound pretty good from, from what I remember. Um, and I think he did release his album on it. But I don't know. Making people like own a specific physical piece of equipment just to listen to your stuff, I don't know. I don't think that's going to work in the long run.
1: I don't think so either. Like, It's just it's not a popular thing out there, right? Yeah so i don't know as a musician you feel like everybody has their own preference whether they like to use like you know and a, just a regular standard mp3 player or like everybody has phones now right like yeah. so like so just make make it uh, just accessible to everybody because i feel like the album's not going to sell as well as he thinks it will
0: yeah yeah uh, every, that's just the way it is because like who wants to carry multiple devices now if you have your phone, well, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, cool. Anyways, that's music news. Not that much that went on, but a few interesting pieces there. Uh, Eric, let's get into uh, the album review for this week. Yes. Uh, so for this week, we decided to go with Dreamboat Annie by Heart, uh, which which was uh, a fun time, but. I'll give you a bit of a preamble here. Dreamboat Annie is the (laughs) debut studio album by American rock band Heart. It was released in September 1975, first in Canada due to the band being based in Vancouver, British Columbia at the time. It would reach number 20 on the Canadian charts and earn double platinum status, which was 200000 in sales at the time uh subsequently on february 14th 1976 it was released in the u.s and would reach number seven on billboard 200 it would go on to sell one million in the u.s alone heart's primary songwriters are sisters ann wilson and nancy wilson so eric uh your thoughts on this album how did you listen to it and all that stuff
1: so i listened to this a few times essentially um just kind of driving around, and every time I listen to it, it, I just, I just had this like, almost like an epiphany of like what's going on with the album. Essentially, first of all, I have to say, Ann Wilson, her vocals are just unreal, and and this this band, I think, is is an unreal band, especially because this age um, of music, women were being kind of criticized as. Oh, you're playing a band. Okay, good for you. Like, yeah, you keep you keep trying, mm. but then you have somebody like Nancy Wilson on the guitar who just rips the intro to Crazy on you, which is just like phenomenally outrageous. Yeah. Right. So it, it's it literally. I feel like this is one of those bands that were like, gave female musicians hope. Mm. Yeah. Essentially, because they got they got a lot of like. You know, they were they were a huge band in the '70s, right? Yeah. Um, the opener, Magic Man. I love this song. I think that song is so groovy and awesome. Um, and th- there's this, there's a few songs on this album which I love like crazy. On You, I think is probably the best song on this album. Mm-hmm. It's it's just ridiculous. Even th- just like the intro, it starts off with that guitar thing, and then. Um, and then it goes into the down 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 right. So it kind of changes, and then it even changes for the solo too, which is, it just keeps you like hooked the whole time. I felt Um songs like uh White Lightning and Wine. I thought that was a groovy tune mm-hmm. as well, and I really liked uh, Dreamboat Annie. Like the act, there's like three different transitions on this <laughs> about it, but uh, the actual like number five, Dreamboat Annie is awesome. Uh, then the other style of the song like there were more like love ballads almost mm-hmm. but it was all it kind of gave you like that hippie vibe because like you hear the ocean sounds and mm-hmm. and stuff like that but over and all I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the band is tight as just musicians and you can tell this is a band where they really let Coulson the guitar fly mm-hmm. right and then everything kind of holds back uh, the one thing that was interesting was, is I like synthesizers probably started around the time when this album they're starting to show up more in in music and stuff and and but I felt like they did it well, like they're playing a lot of like almost eighty sounds but still had that seventies kind of rock feel mm-hmm. to the to the band. So, yeah. Um, question for you: Do you ever feel
0: like Heart? doesn't get mentioned enough when we're talking about classic rock bands. Yes. I've always wondered that. Cause like, as I listened to this album, I was like, these are really, some of these songs are actually like really, really, really good. But I don't know when we talk about a Led Zeppelin or an ACDC or Van Halen. I, I feel like heart doesn't come up as much as it should when they have I, just I, as many hits.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. Because like, it has everything essentially in rock and roll, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Sweet guitar riffs, killer vocals, right? Yeah. And it's just like Nancy Wilson is in like I don't know. This band felt like it had that level of almost like Deep Purple when they had like Highway yeah. Star, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah almost
1: yeah. right. And then and then you just have like I I just I feel like they're just so pushed under the rug essentially, and I don't know why.
0: Yeah, that's always bothered me for whatever reason. But like and it it's crazy because like I didn't realize this, but going through like the the cre- the writing credits, like there's ten songs on this album. Eight original technically, because three of them are, are the same song essentially. But <laughs> the songwriters on the song are Ann Wilson and Nancy Wilson. And only one of these songs, I think it's um I think it's I'll be your song. Only that one has uh, writing credits in addition, uh, their guitar player and their drummer, uh, their backup or their rhythm guitar player and their drummer. But like all the other tracks are purely just Ann Wilson and Nancy Wilson writing these songs together, which I don't know. That's like, that's really crazy to think about. And they still, I still feel like this band doesn't get mentioned enough when, when we're talking about classic rock bands that were really good uh, which is sort of a shame, um, mm-hmm. but this record, um, for me overall, I've to be honest, I've never listened to this album front to back. For a debut studio album by that's of this caliber, it's very impressive. Um, because a song like "Crazy on You," I mean, how do you write a song that good on your debut album? It's like mind-boggling how good that song yeah. is. Uh, and then Magic just Man. Just that and- intro.
1: Yeah. Like, I can just yeah. imagine you being criticized as a female and just being having the pure pleasure of coming on stage <laughs> and playing the intro. And just like, yeah, yeah, and then just drop the mic essentially, right? Because yeah. you're like, yeah, I play that, you dicks. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, of mm. course. Um, I think overall, I did enjoy listening to this album. I did find myself certain songs I was like, okay it's okay it's like it's a good song but like i don't need to listen to this again so there were definitely parts of this album where it it didn't match up to the standard of a magic man or crazy on you but the songs were still good like they were good b-sides um so no criticism real criticism there and overall i think the the sort of not instrumental interludes but like dreamboat annie fantasy child the second track which is like a minute long like having those sort of like ocean sounds and just having like little breaks here and there on the album just really filled it out i really for a lot of albums i dislike having those tracks in there that like sort of a bridge between like songs uh but for this record I felt like it really did work having having those mm-hmm. things in there. Like Dreamboat Annie reprise at the very end. I thought that worked really well. Just returning to mm-hmm. the the original song, which was nice. So um overall I did enjoy it. I don't think it's the the greatest thing that's ever been made, but um there are definitely songs in here that are just like classic rock songs that just blow things out of the water.
1: Well, I I I agree, like, and then when you're talking about classic rock, like you said, like, why aren't these guys mentioned? Like, I feel like these guys as a band, because they do have other hits on other albums, which are just as good, right? And it's like, well, how is Led Zeppelin kind of like, how can you make them better than this? Like, I feel like Heart, just their, mm-hmm. the way they play together, and then just the way they, just everything comes together. Like, their backup vocals are spot on, like, and... It's like how, how are these guys not recognized, and then like a simple band like Led Zeppelin is, I know people are gonna be like <laughs> losing their minds when I say that, but but you know what I'm saying, yeah, right like
0: well, one, we don't really respect Led Zeppelin on this podcast. that's one thing, uh but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's crazy to me because like here's here's two clearly very talented songwriters, um who just don't get the same, like an Aerosmith, right? Like you have Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, like sort of that duo, who's the main part of Aerosmith, which I can sort of see with, uh, Ann Wilson and Nancy Wilson sort of being that parallel. But Mm -hmm. how is Aerosmith like this giant monolith of a band? Whereas like heart is just as talented or even more talented than, than the guys in Aerosmith. Like, it's just crazy to me.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But
0: anyways, uh, I really enjoyed this album. Um, I guess we could give our final thoughts and ratings on it.
1: Um, I mean, if you haven't checked out Heart and you really like classic rock, you need to go check them out because they're awesome. Um, This is just I I feel like this album is good. It kind of made me feel like I was kind of like on the coast of California or something like that, like kind of just chilling on a beach somewhere right and just enjoying good rock music so uh if i was going to rate this i would probably rate it a good 8 out of 10
0: okay fair For enough me.
1: yeah cuz like you said like the, there were some filler songs in there mm-hmm. that i just like they they're love ballads and like it's not that the songs were awful it's just it just kind of when you go into something like crazy on you and you go down to soul to soul of the sea <laughs> Like, as just, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're it's, just... yeah.
0: It's definitely, like, filled with B-sides, which uh, is not, like... It's fine. Bands back in the day did that, right? They they filled in their albums so they could, like, release a full album and sell it at a full album price. But, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah. No, an 8 out of 10 is, like, is good. Um, for me, because... I, it's sort of hard for me to like I'm debating if it's a 7 or 8 to be honest because mm-hmm. from an album standpoint I really like how the track listing is I think they really did a bang up job of like opening up with Magic Man and then you have like good songs here and there uh, and then you close off with Dreamboat Annie reprise. like I wouldn't rearrange this track listing at all so from an album standpoint mm-hmm. I think it really flows well uh, but there's a lot of b-sides on this record that I could have probably replaced or like left out which means it's a seven so i'm gonna sit a 7.5 for this one because of that nice yeah okay yeah but it is definitely an album worth listening to because heart they're so good they're so good
1: yeah and if you're a guitar player just listen to crazy on you and you'll be like what the fuck (laughs) is she playing (laughs) Like especially because when she's hitting those harmonics on the acoustic, you're just like, oh god damn it, that's yeah. hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it's so good.
0: This is debut album too. We haven't even gotten to Barracuda, which is on the next record. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyways, very good. Uh, Seven point five for me, and Eric's giving this one an eight. Uh, for those of you following along with us every single week, uh, <laughs> we are going a little bit out of to our fully our regret this. I don't know because like critically if you're going to talk to all the hipster music hipsters in the world this is probably the greatest musician
1: of all time. So it's funny uh, you should say that because I have never met anybody who's like you know who I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of of this man, of this man, this this person which I will let you debut because I can't well, believe you're okay, doing this. I, I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna say it, and then we'll have a discussion about this. But yeah. we are going to be reviewing uh, "Homogenic" by Bjork,
1: Icelandic <laughs>
0: queen. Um, but no, yes, that is true. I have never met a single person in real life that's like Bjork is the greatest musician, or like I even like Bjork. Like I've never met yeah. anyone like that. But yeah, if and, you...
1: and, and if we do. <laughs> i want to know why like i'd be very intrigued i'd be like can you please spend an evening with me and tell me why (laughs) look this is our chance
0: this is our chance to become bjork super fans after we listen to this record we're going to be like this is the greatest thing i've ever listened to in my life." In fact
1: we will change the podcast to just a bio of (laughs) bjork's life (laughs) i don't know
0: man like if you look at all the like crazy music publications in the world that are like super hipster, Bjork is always like number one or number two greatest artist of all time. Or like the this particular album is the greatest album of all time. It's crazy.
1: Well, I, I can guarantee. Okay. Maybe I, I don't have the expertise because I've only listened to a few Bjork songs. And so this will this will be eye-opener for sure. But there or not, this changes my mind. <laughs> uh,
0: anyways, uh, Homogenic by Bjork. That is the album we'll be listening to, and we will discuss it next week.
1: Yeah, um, tune in for a laugh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all
0: right, here we go. Mixtape battle. So um, at this point, uh, I do have a mixtape to present to you all uh, with the topic of lines. So what we do here is we take... A random speech generator, it produces three random topics. Uh, One of us chooses one of those topics, and the other has to make a three-song ultimate mixtape. And I got Lions last week. So, Eric, this is my three-song mixtape of Lions. Let's do it up. What we're going to open up with is uh, the legendary, uh, the one-of-a-kind song Smoke the Weed by (laughs) Snoop Lion. Snoop Dogg's reggae alter ego.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. There's that time period he changes his name.
0: Yeah. He was once known as Snoop Lion when he wanted to become a reggae artist. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) this is my opening song for my mixtape for Lions. Uh, The song is Smoke the Weed. Uh, it's actually a really good song. So if if you're interested in actually listening, I don't think Snoop Dogg or in this case Snoop Lion was a very good reggae artist. But this song in particular, I thought was like pretty well done. Um, so uh, that's my opening song, and then my second song uh, to round up my mixtape is uh, when you think of lions, uh, you think of our particular uh, continent. So uh, to put my second song on this i'm going to go uh oh that's wrong Uh, i'm going with africa by toto (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh okay um yeah lions in africa you know that's a perfect combination i actually really hate africa by toto I don't know if we've ever discussed this, but I really hate I this I
1: think song. we have, and, and I'm surprised, because I think that song is awesome. I do think <laughs> it's overplayed, though.
0: It's just nonsense. Why is this man singing about Africa?
1: Well, he just wants to bless the rains down in Africa, Kim. <laughs> like, make... I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: Anyways, uh, to round off this, this mixtape, uh, to close it off, the most famous lion that's ever existed in the world... Off the soundtrack for the movie *The Chronicles of Narnia*: *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, Aslan himself is going to make an appearance on my uh, mixtape. Or Liam
1: Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> did Liam
0: Neeson voice Aslan?
1: I think he did. Oh my god! I I have to look that up That's because so funny. I could be I could be talking out of my butt. Right
0: anyways now. off the soundtrack for the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe there is a song called wonder kind an original by Alanis morissette and that is going to close out my mixtape because narnia lions that's how we do it
1: interesting <laughs> that 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 is literally stretching it because i love how you said the most famous lion which who's I feel like line, that's then? controversial. That's who's, so controversial. Who's the more because famous lion? Because people are gonna be like, "What about the Lion King, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> what about what <laughs> about Simba? Simba?
0: Uh, okay, fine. The second most famous lion in the world. <laughs> what
1: about Simba, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> you just defended like every single Disney fan out there right now oh because God. they're like, "Who the f is Narnia, <laughs> and that's why lion. do
0: they?" Is. is greater than Simba. <laughs> that's my one controversial statement. Um, there you go. Anyways, that's my mixtape. Smoke the Weed by Snoop Line, Africa by Toto, and Wonderkind by Alanis Morissette.
1: You know what? I, I do have to give you the... I, I do like your picks here because the logical and most... People would pick like the songs from the Lion King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I am happy that you just you went outside the box here and you, and you <laughs> gave me something completely like I was not expecting this at all. I was not expecting. This yeah, as at soon all, as
0: so as soon as I, I googled Google Lion Song, uh, "The Lion Sleeps Tonight" was the number one hit on that list. <laughs> I was like, "There's no M including this stupid song." <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. No, and I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's go to the topic generator. Um, so, once I click on this button, uh, it'll produce three topics. I will choose one, and Eric will have to make a mixtape for next week. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Genghis Khan, founder of Mongol Empire, bungee cords, or quota.
1: Interesting. This is very this is this is a hard list.
0: Genghis Khan <laughs> It's a that good that is it's a good thing Genghis Khan lived like thousands of years ago. So whatever you choose, no one can get get offended because like he's gonna he's gonna defend Genghis Khan at this point. Um, <laughs> Genghis Khan bungee cords quotas
1: these are these are tough ones. I'm gonna so. take
0: quotas out. Quotas doesn't seem that interesting. So it's between Genghis <laughs> Khan and Bungee cords. Oh man. Um, I actually don't know. What do you feel about between those two?
1: I I don't know, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> bungee cords. I let me see here with. Bungee cords. What could you do with bungee cords? What could I do with Genghis Khan? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. I'm
0: sure there's songs about Genghis Khan somewhere. I'm sure Bob Dylan has written a song about Genghis Khan. Um, Yeah, just uh, songs about mass murderers or something. I don't know. But bungee cords.
1: No, there's actually like. That's a that's a gem. (laughs) Very (laughs) surprised. of what's out there for genghis khan um
0: what can you do anyways i will let you choose ah let's go i know i know you know your history let's go of genghis khan (laughs) okay (laughs)
1: genghis (laughs) khan and the mongolian empire yeah Let's do this. Let's, let's see right. what you can come Good up with, Genghis Khan. <laughs>
0: I feel like Bungie Core is going to be just as tough, too. So might, might as well go to mm-hmm. something that potentially That's... could be funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, and creative. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Genghis Khan will be uh, the mixed. Oh, just imagine the, the offensive nature of this, making Genghis Khan exactly. a mixtape.
1: Here you go, Genghis Khan. You can listen to this when you're riding into battle. Uh, All
0: right, let's get into this. Thief or not a thief. So uh, for this week, uh, we are going to be discussing... Bring It On Home. Uh, So Bring It On Home is a uh, blues song written by American songwriter Willie Dixon and recorded by American blues harmonica player and singer Sonny Boy Williamson II uh, in 1966. Oh, the date got cut off. I don't actually know what year it was written in. (laughs) It's 196. (laughs) I missed. Uh, I feel like it's 1956. That's my guess. Anyways, it's somewhere there. I'll
1: look it up while you talk about that. Um,
0: It was recorded during that year, but it was actually released much later. Uh, It wasn't released until 1966. Um, Williamson II would actually pass away a year prior to the release of the song in 1965 uh, due to a heart attack. So... On the flip side, uh, in 1969, English rock band Led Zeppelin recorded a version of the song for their album Led Zeppelin II. The intro and outro, in their own words, was a deliberate homage to Sonny Boy Williamson II uh, and his song. The whole middle section of Led Zeppelin's version is actually considered an original composition by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant uh, because it is a different song. But the intro and the outro are uh, re-recordings. So, without songwriter, the original songwriter, Willie Dixon's knowledge, uh, Chess Records filed a claim against Led Zeppelin for using Bring It On Home without its permission. Led Zeppelin maintained that they copied parts of the song as an intentional tribute to Williamson, uh, but resolved the matter uh, with an undisclosed cash settlement out of court. Uh, Dixon was not given writing credits for the song on the original pressing of Led Zeppelin 2, nor was Sonny Boy Williamson II mentioned anywhere uh, in the liner notes or anywhere on uh, Led Zeppelin 2, uh, the pressing. So uh, we have Sonny Boy Williamson II slash the songwriter Willie Dixon uh, accusing Led Zeppelin of plagiarism. Big surprise, but um, Eric, your thoughts uh, on this, do you think uh, it is a thief or not a thief?
1: So it's interesting because when I listened to both these songs, first of all, I knew both versions. I love Sunny Boy Williamson; he's a beast and a legend. Um, regardless, I was intre- i was interested because I was like, "It's exactly the same song." So <laughs> it's uh, like they're covering the song for sure. But I want to know the backstory about this before I make a decision. So. So here's a band that decides, like, I feel like it's okay if you're going to play the song live, yes. right? If you're going to play it live at a venue, like, it's fine. But then when you put it on your record, you should be at least getting, like, hey, everybody, this isn't our song. This is an actual song by a legendary blues player who obviously we are influenced by because we're covering a song. Uh, But, like, this is is a total rip-off. Like, regardless of their whole change in the middle section of the song, right? Like, I just feel like it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to ask the guy or the company who owns the song, like, hey, like, we're going to cover this on our album. Is that okay? They probably would have been like, yeah, sure, sounds good. Right? But no, they're like, oh, we're just going to put it out. And it's like, oh, oh, you got us. (laughs) So this is definitely... Definitely, a thief. It's crazy
0: because, like, very clearly, it's a like it's Led Zeppelin playing. Like, it's it's a re-recording of it, but it's exactly the same.
1: It's exactly the same. It's crazy. And like, it's it's to the point where it's like, like obviously, the quality sounds a little bit better. Yeah, in the Led Zeppelin version, just because of the technology. But regardless, like, it's like, like it's not like you even changed it right
0: you just they just slapped a middle section in the song and that was it it's just like copied it's the beginning Is a carbon copy slap something in the middle and then carbon copy the end
1: (laughs) that's like weezer coming out with their teal album and being like no this is our album we 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 just played these songs we didn't ask any of the artists of all the songs we covered from on this (laughs) album. We didn't ask any of them. And we played the songs exactly the same. (laughs) So it's crazy. Like mm. I could see like
0: I personally I don't buy the whole this is a tribute to to Williamson the second. Like there's no way like (laughs) they were they were definitely caught and this is them backpedaling on it. Because like to not even mention it his name or anyone's name related to the, the original song in the liner notes, like that's just basic, like mm-hmm. bare minimum, what you have to do. Maybe you forgot to like get permission to use it, but at bare minimum, if this is a tribute to a musician, you're clearly influenced by, you have to have the name in the liner notes somewhere.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: it's it's crazy um led zeppelin's gonna come up a bunch in 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 our thief or not a thief uh, sections in the future but this <laughs> particular case is so much a thief there's yeah. like there isn't even a dispute about it
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely it was actually like mind-boggling on how exactly the same the song is
0: <laughs> led zeppelin uh they get it just pisses me off that they get so much recognition for being the mm. biggest thieves in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous.
0: Um. Mm. Anyways, that's our uh, thief or not a thief. Uh, we are. Well, who, who did
1: it better? Cam? Oh,
0: right. Um, this is the problem now, right? Because Led Zeppelin's okay. The part that Led Zeppelin copied very clearly is. Sounds better, like it's recorded <laughs> better, but I sort of feel like Sonny Boy Williamson's the second version it just felt more authentic. Like I felt that harmonica playing, it was really good. Um, but that Led Zeppelin middle section that's some good riffage by Jimmy Page, yes, that's where I have a problem. It's that middle section that. I feel like might
1: make it better. Oh yeah. Uh I see, I disagree. Okay. I think I could be swayed. Sunny Boy Williamson. That's that's where it's at.
0: Mm.
1: Cause Sunny Boy Williamson has that grittiness yeah. to it, you know. And yeah. it just sounds like you said, it sounds more authentic, but it's just very like gritty sounding. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I definitely, if, if we're
1: specifically talking
0: about the section that Led Zeppelin copied, yes, I agree that uh, Sonny Boy is is the superior uh, recording of, of the song. I just don't know if it's as good as the middle section, because that is, mm-hmm. that's some really good hard rock.
1: <laughs> it is good hard rock, I will admit that, but I'm gonna go with my blues boy. Sunny Boy Williamson.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't give credit to thieves. Uh, Sunny Boy Williamson, the second, did it better. <laughs> <laughs> as as good as I think that middle section is, like, man. Yeah, that harmonica playing was just so spot on. <laughs> um. All right, let's let's wrap this up. We did have one controversial statement this week: Aslan is greater than Simba. Is what I said on my mixtape battle because <laughs> I called all Aslan- you Disney people
1: out there are gonna <laughs> ring you through the coals
0: because uh, yeah I called Aslan the most popular lion that ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so that's our controversial statement for this week. Uh, let's get Bjork off the screen. So that was it. That is our. Uh, discussion for this week The Crossroads Music Podcast Here at twitch.tv Slash the Crossroads Music Podcast We are live every single Monday At 10pm EST, 7pm PST uh, Catch us on Spotify, Apple Music All the places where you get uh, your podcasts uh, Also, uh, join the Discord Links are uh, in the chat right now But also in the bio everywhere uh, So that uh, you can join And come yell at us whenever you want Uh, But that's basically it. Eric, any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap this all up?
1: See you next week, everybody, for Bjork.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, All right, perfect. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next time.